Good evening, everybody. Just as I promised, uh, Liberty Station, we are going to follow up with Heidi St. John. We had a wonderful conversation last night. I wanted to have another conversation. We had a hard break, and we couldn't just continue. Uh, so we're going to do it tonight. And so what we did, as you can see, we're wearing the same clothes. I just took the hat off. What we're going to do is uh, we we finished our recording and uh, with the person we had to meet with, and we're just having Heidi come back. So... Uh, if, if folks haven't tuned into the first segment of this, and by the way, if you don't know who this is, you haven't watched the show at all. This is Bryce Eddy. Uh, Super Bryce is what we call him. Hey. Yeah, and he uh, he's channeling Ed McMahon. I'm not Johnny Carson, but and you don't know who that is. I digress. Where were we? Our guest tonight, Heidi St. John. She's a treasure. She is a prolific author. Actually, she is a number one, I'll just say best-selling author. She's also um, a pioneer of the homeschool movement. And as we saw in the first episode, if you didn't watch it, you need to, because this is revolutionary for the education of our children and the idea that our parents are the primary source for our children's education. Baffling, but it's biblical. And we touched on family, too, which was so profound. Uh, but this segment, I still want to cover some of that, but this segment, I wanted to cover what we didn't, and that's the fact that she's a, a candidate for the third congressional seat in the state of Washington, running up against... Uh, a candidate that's endorsed by Trump and Trump got, you know, tricked by this dude. Uh, I don't even want to say his name because he's so frustrating here. He's the Linwood of the congressional candidates. And if you don't know who Linwood is ugh, just, and if you're up in Washington, please listen to Heidi. Uh, this is a, she knows how to pronounce. She knows how to pronounce the names of the cities in the state. Unlike this fella, he's just a carpet bagger. Um, but I will say uh, to his credit, he is a gold star husband. His wife died uh, in combat, uh, operating with the CIA, and and my heart goes out there. Yeah, that that's a whole different story. Separating that, I'm not conflating the two. That doesn't make him a good candidate. It makes him uh, a man to be thanked for his service, but it doesn't make him a good candidate. Um, the 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 our guest tonight, Heidi St. John, is a candidate, and she loves this community. She knows the people of this community. She's this guy's outraised her because he's got national it, Tucker. Tucker Carlson covers this guy every night on the news. Uh, Heidi can't get the time of day with Tucker. And I love Tucker. And this is like one of those areas he's just blowing yeah, it's it. frustrating. Yeah, and, and oh, gosh, I, you know how much I love Turning Point? Um, and their C4 endorsed Heidi's opponent. Which I, it's baffling to me, and I know it's an organization. It's convoluted, but they, they're all wrong. This is the greatest candidate in the 3rd District of Washington. And you know what? In spite of the fact that she's my friend, I'm not being biased. No, she she's amazing. Gets it. Yeah. So let's welcome back Heidi St. John. How was that? Hey guys, that was so hey. good. Oh my goodness, I just always feel like I should be uh, giving you something in exchange. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi, works. Heidi, that to works. the contrary, and, and I said this in the last program. Rick Green from Wall Builders, myself, we we went up to Washington on our own dime. We went to two cities, did rallies for you. Uh, we didn't get honorariums. I, I am there because I personally believe you to be the best congressional candidate in this upcoming midterm in the country. I think you'll do more for this country. And, and you know, this is the House of Representatives. Granted, you're representing the people of the 3rd District of Washington, but you're also representing the United States. And I know what you're going to do when you go there. Uh, I know you can't be bought because you're already owned by the Lord. I don't see Man. that with your opponent. He 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 was he, he's a, he's, he was a registered Democrat. He voted for Sanders. He espouses socialistic principles, and he's one of the the, the three letter 
government agency folks that have nauseated me as of late. And I just don't want the, the state of Washington to make a mistake in this conservative realm where they could get a really good candidate, and that's you. And I, I, I just don't... And, and Trump endorses, and of course, Trump's endorsement is huge. Uh, he goes up 11 points in the polls, but then the smell on the rose starts to fade, and people start to realize, ooh, he's a South Pole elf. He's angry. Uh, his background's <laughs> odd. And they get to realize and see you because they're, they're not seeing you because you're uh, in the media because basically there's like not censorship, but they're not putting you on the radio anymore. Uh, they, yep. they, they have pretty much blackballed you. This is all happening because of grassroots efforts. And, and he, he outraises you nationally because he's got Tucker Carlson, who's the, the biggest thing in TV. Uh, he's got President Trump. He's got Turning Point. Uh, you got me. And... <laughs> And and so you don't have the money raised. He's he's out outraised you, but you're up two points in the polls uh, in this last polling. Uh, and it, yeah, that yeah. that doesn't tell the people of, of Washington something, and the people of the country, and Tucker, and the president. Uh, you you are you're betting on the wrong horse. Uh, I hate to call you a horse, but <laughs> yeah. So so. T- <laughs> On that note, talk about the race. Talk about what you're going through, and uh, you know, tell us a little bit about what's happening. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'll probably just start off with the, all the endorsements. I, I think, uh, you know, I really had to dig deep on this one. You know, Jay and I, like I told you guys, you know, yesterday, we are we're doing this because we know the Lord asked us to do it. You know, it was after weeks and weeks of prayer. Uh, I know the sound of His voice. And it would have been disobedient not to run. And so uh, I don't need the platform. I certainly don't need the job. Uh, I don't need the money. You know, we we're doing this because we love the people of Southwest Washington and they need good representation. And we have a leadership crisis in this country. And it has been frustrating for me. I mean, my opponent kind of got out ahead last uh, summer. So I announced my run last February. I've been doing this now for over a year. Uh, I announced my run last February and then I immediately hit the road because I speak for a living and I had contracts and we'd lost so much income because of COVID and speaking engagements that have been canceled, et cetera, et cetera. And so we thought we really have to hit the road. Well, while I did that, my opponent did what I would have done, you know, and he started blitzing in the district and he went, he, I, it's almost like they looked at my Facebook page and they looked at the people that I respect the most and went there for endorsements first. And turning point is right up there. I mean, I love those guys. People in the area know how much I support Turning Point. So that was a, a shocker for me. But I can kind of understand. They didn't know I was running. And I, I really had to just do some soul searching on it. You know, uh, the Trump endorsement was was a that was rough, you guys. I mean, I lost my literary agent over my support for President Trump. I was a huge supporter for President Trump uh, in 2016 and also in 2020. And as I was, uh, and I hope this encourages you a little bit, because as I was just talking to the Lord about it and my frustration, and Rob, you've heard me be frustrated, you know, it's just, it's a Gideon thing, right? Yeah. Uh, the Lord's like, you're not, at, you don't need the endorsement of these people. You know, you're, I'm after the endorsement of the one who made me and of the people that God's called me to serve. Yeah. And as I look around and I, the Lord has me in the book of Nehemiah, I'm on my fourth or my fifth pass through right now. Every time I get done reading it, the Lord's like, read it again. So now I'm reading it in the message. I read it in the NIV. I read it in the the NLT. I read it in the ESV. Now I'm reading it in the message. And this morning I was reading it in Sambalot and Tobiah. You're right, the two uh, antagonists in the story. The Bible records very clearly the reason that, that they were opposing Nehemiah was because they saw that he was going to stand in defense of God's people. 
Yep. And that is what this is about at the end of the day. This is a spiritual battle from start to finish. And, uh, you know, it, I'm not getting out unless the Lord tells me to get out. And so uh, I'm looking for the endorsement of the people of this district. And for, and I mean, you say, you know, Rob, that, you know, uh, you know, you act like your endorsement is not, not anything, but you know what I'm, I'm watching God is using, God is using it. And it's in, encouraging to me and it gives the kind of the things that are helping Jay and I just keep our eye on the ball. So we're committed to this thing. I have learned a lot in the year that I have spent as a congressional candidate. Like you said yesterday, you know, I've never run for office before. I spent the last 30 years raising seven children and yeah. homeschooling them and building businesses and becoming a job creator and doing all those things. And I really believed a lot of things naively about political parties. And so what I'm learning, my biggest takeaway so far is that people have got to do their homework just because someone puts an R behind their name and says that they're a Republican does not make them a conservative. It doesn't make them uh, invested in the things that we believe as conservatives. We want to conserve the things that made this nation the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And as I'm listening to my opponent, who I believe just on Saturday morning tweeted that we should be seizing Bill Gates's private property because he is politically opposed to Bill Gates. And listen, I don't like Bill Gates. So I'm not here to say, well, that guy is just an amazing, he's not, but he's bought up 0.02% of the farmland in this country, 0.02, to a fraction of a decimal of yeah. the land that he owns. And my political opponent, because of political ideology, wants to seize his property. Well, that's not how things work in the United States. And so what I'm hoping Sir, is it's, that- It's certainly well, not conservative and that's not Republican. Yeah. Absolutely not. No. And and I just am hoping that people will start to do their homework. I mean, that's kind of how we got in the mess that we're in right now, you know, uh, is that we're not doing our homework. And this is going to be one of those races. I'm also running against a 10-year Republican incumbent. So I'm trying to unseat a rhino and run against the Trump-endorsed uh, uh, candidate. And miraculously, we're a couple points ahead in the polls right now. And you're right. It, it is a miracle. And my husband read to me, you know, he, I didn't tell you this, but uh, the other day we had a, a little bit of a, a blow, a political blow that came and Jay was frustrated and he, you know, went to get ready for the day, came out of the, of the bedroom and I was down in the kitchen and he goes, Heidi, just, he just tears started to run down his face. He goes, I was taking a shower and I was talking to the Lord. I'm like, what the heck are we doing this for? You know, you can't trust anybody. You want friends in politics. You better get a dog, you know, and all the things. And he said, he said, Heidi, the Lord quieted my heart. And he told me to tell you this. He's proud of you and keep Amen. doing it. Amen. And I, that's, you know what? That's why we're doing what we're doing. And, and we have a leadership problem from our school boards to the White House. And unless the people of this country are willing to do their homework and start sending true conservatives and people who care about this country and who recognize that our crisis is a moral one, uh, yeah. we're going to continue down this, down the road we're on. You know, uh, a primary is one of the hardest things in politics because you, you have to gain traction in a large field. And, and, and Washington, much like California with the jungle primary, uh, they can look at you as problematic because the conservative vote will be split three ways and uh, a liberal could win um, where a Democrat wouldn't get up there and two conservatives could run for that seat in the general and and they want to make you uh, the bad actor in all of this. Well, everyone is allowed to run. You can and and I I said this to a number of folks who asked me to ask somebody to get out of a race. I said I don't ask people to get out of races. 
That, that's just that's not my call. Uh, you, you know, politics is done by addition and multiplication, not by division and subtraction. And if the person has a following and they want to stay in, they have that following because you never met that need. Now, you have to go build that bridge, build that friendship. If you can't convince them to join you, your campaign's not strong enough. And, and cream rises. And, and and it's true. Sometimes we don't get a conservative and we we uh, we negate one another. But that should have been done a long time ago in community, and you need to work on that. That's a, a problem that's systemic that is not you. You were called to this race. And for those up there that are in the, the political circles in the Republican sector saying you need to get out, I love how you've addressed each and every one of them, and they've been silenced by it. And you ask them questions about the candidate that they want to back. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? You don't attack his character. You're laying out facts about... Did you do any of the investigation just because the the you know the the previous president of the administration who's in Florida now met with him and felt bad about a gold star husband and maybe knew some CIA stuff and backs him? Do you know anything else about this guy? And and each of them are like, no, we didn't know that. But you do know me. I've been here my entire life. I've raised my family here. I I, I love what what Jay said. And for what it's worth, I'm proud of you. I keep going. And, and the results are not up to you. The Ooh. obedience is. The obedience is. Mm. You run in such a way as to win. The rest is up to God. Mm, that's right. Well, and I, I wonder, too, you know, the Lord's always doing things that we can't see and can't understand, right? So he's not looking. He's looking way beyond this election. And I'm hoping that other people will see my willingness to leave it all in the field for freedom. Listen, I make more money in my life as a speaker and an author than I'll ever make on the floor of the House of Representatives. This cannot be about that. I see this very much as a wartime appointment. Our nation is at war, and we're at war with an ideology would, that would yeah. see this nation brought to its knees. And unless and until we are willing to have those conversations, uh, this is going to continue to happen. And so if nothing else, I'm hoping that my race inspires a generation of regular citizens, you know, citizen statesmen to get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. It's one of the reasons why uh, I love talking to you so much is a pastor is willing to, you know, do the thing that pastors are not supposed to do and delve into the political realm, which is the ecclesia. It's where the church belongs uh, in the public square. And so I think the Lord is raising up a generation of warriors. And uh, long after this this election is in the rearview mirror, I will still be speaking for freedom. I will still be a voice for the people of Southwest Washington. I will still be a voice for homeschooling and raising the alarm about our education system. There's work to be done. And this is what God has me doing right now. I don't know where I'm going to be a year from now, but I just got done you know, reading a poem by uh, William Wordsworth, and he was the original happy warrior. you know. And I just thought, okay, Lord, just help me to have a right heart and a right attitude because it's rough. It is rough. I mean, this is a blood sport here. And uh, it's like they like to throw you in the ring like the gladiators. You know, then see they'll bloody you up and tear you limb from limb and see who staggers off of the floor. So it's not yeah. fun. I'm not enjoying it, you know, in terms of that. But uh, I do love being I don't. Wait, 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 wait. You say a blood sport. I, and I watch you. I, I watch you and Jay and, and you, you get beat <laughs> up and you're you're down but then you see the polls, you're like, yes, and there is excitement, and there is a joy in victory, and you do enjoy the battle. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a contender. You're competing in a world of ideas, so you know you love the arena. You can't dismiss yeah. it because it's hard. You do know you love the arena. 
Come on. Yeah. Well, I guess I what I I guess what I did not anticipate. I didn't think primary the primary pits who people who should be ideologically aligned against each other. And so what I have seen it do here in terms of the community and the fractures in the community has been very, very hard to watch. You know, I think, well, Republican versus Democrat. Yeah, let me at him. Let me at let me at Nancy Pelosi. But when you're pitted against people, when I see people who have been friends for 30 years arguing over uh, candidates in a primary, that grieves my spirit. So that actually has been yeah. a difficult thing. But guess what? I think we're winning the war of the ideas. And yeah. I was just at a, I was at a church uh, last night up in uh, Mossy Rock, good old Mossy Rock, Washington. And I, there was a, a supporter there of my opponent. And as soon as I got done with my opening remarks, I opened it up for the for the people to you know ask me questions. And he immediately, "You're a liar!" and drop out of the race. And and I can just sense the Holy Spirit, like you know. And I heard what you said in my in my ear, Rob. I was thinking, okay, this is an opportunity. You know, this is an opportunity for me. And I actually have, for the most part, really enjoyed my interactions with people. Yeah. Uh, I love people. I just I don't know why. I always have. I just love being around people. And I I want the best for the people of this area, like you love the people of Thousand Oaks, California. And I think our best days are ahead of us. And that's a message that that uh, is a winning message. When when you infuse people with hope and you say, "Listen, we could actually we could put our heads together and come up with solutions. We don't have to live like this." People start to get excited and encouraged, and I that that is gasoline in my car. You're definitely right about that part. And so I guess I stand corrected. There are aspects that I like that I hadn't considered. That's great. <laughs> you think you think of the primary as uh, a UFC contender fight. Uh, you're wanting to contend for the belt, but you got to rise to the ability to be able to contend for it. And you're actually going to probably face somebody in the, the, the previous bouts that is tougher than the one you're going to end up fighting in the championship, but you got to get there because these are hungry people wanting to get. Yeah. They're the hungry wolves battling for that top spot. And it's, it's vicious. And you know, we've been doing our little thing here in our County and, um, and it's, it's kind of gross because I've been surprised at how many people are just, you know, dishonest in the pursuit of some of these things and, and, and setting aside some of their, uh, in integrity because they want certain things so bad and and it's it's uh, it's frustrating i have to pray every day about it but cream rises and i was going to my my last part of that illustration was after after you see these ufc fighters go at it and and they pound the living daylights out of one another in most cases not all but the solid fighters that people appreciate mm-hmm. turn and and congratulate hug that was great yeah uh, true. Uh, Gail Irwin said, "Compete in such a way as your opponent is, uh, your opponent and your teammate are both Jesus." And and what you're saying to your opponent is, if you're going to win, it's going to be the ha- the best race you've ever run because I am going to run as hard as I can, and for you to beat me, I- I'm going to help you pursue an even greater excellence. But it's going to be a tough race, and and that is the excitement in the race. Now, compromising your character. Over time, the community starts to realize that when you're building yeah. community, mm-hmm. and you go, well, "That person, they, this this is not their wheelhouse." They get a little dis, they get a little passionate in in pro, improper areas. Stay the course, Heidi. You're bringing that to this race. You, you and Jay don't waver. You, you don't get flustered by all that stuff. Just you keep your head about you. You're doing you're doing great. Thank you. It's like having a coach in the in the corner of the boxing ring. You know, you're doing great. You're doing great. You know, hang in there. I think too, as I'm watching, 
uh, you know, listening to people and, and answering their questions, we, they want, they want this area to succeed. You know, we don't want to live, uh, under the tyrannical dictates of a tyrannical governor, uh, or a tyrannical government. And that's kind of what we have right now. And at the beginning of COVID, I was one of the very first people to get out and say, this is wrong. Something is wrong. In April of 2020, I was standing out in front of my favorite little restaurant in Battleground waiting for steak bites. And I'm watching people and they're they're trying to stay six feet apart outside waiting for steak bites. No one can go in, masks on. And I started asking questions and I said, you guys you know what? It's not wrong to ask questions. We need to be asking questions. We don't think critically in this country anymore. And that uh, particular video was seen, I don't know, a couple of million times. And we started a national conversation. And I think part of why these races are so important is because they're sparking a national conversation. The conversation yeah. needs to stem around freedom. What do we want for our grandchildren? I love what you said the other night, uh, Rob, is that patriots are looking at the next generation. Politicians are looking at the next election. Well, Jay and I have been working for the next generation here for 25 years. And it matters to me. My grandkids are here. You know, my yeah. businesses are here. I've got skin in this game. And I think that's what the founding fathers had in mind, you know, that we would leave our, our businesses for a while at personal cost to ourselves. And we would go and we would do the work of the nation. And then we would come home. I'd, I think this idea of people going there for 20, 30, 40, 50. I mean, how old is Nancy Pelosi now? 185 years old. I don't know. But it yeah. seems like she should come home, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so I see it as a wartime appointment. I think this nation is at war and I am a warrior. And I love, I loved that, you know, when I thought my kids were going to, you know, we got together with that state representative and I said, tell my kids, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly of what it would be like to have their mom run for Congress. I thought all my kids would be like, oh, no, no, no. Mom's already, I'm already kind of out there, you know? And I thought my kids would be like, oh, no, she's not doing that. And my son-in-law uh, just looked right at me and he goes, mom, I, I think you were born for this. And one by yeah, one, great. all of our kids were like, we're in. And they all are. They have, I mean, they help uh, with the younger ones. Um, my family, uh, our daughter, Sierra, came over last night and made us dinner. And we get time in with our family where we can. And we try yeah. to keep that the most important part. And I'm hoping in so doing, we're setting an example yeah. for the rest of the people that are watching as to what's really important and what really matters. And that is what really matters at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I know how hard a campaign is, not not necessarily a statewide campaign, but you're in a district and, and the assembly was a district almost similar to a congressional district. You're not home much, but you front loaded right. your family as we did ours. And it it never affected the relationship with the kids or with my wife. We, we knew we were all in it together. It was a time of what we call deployment. And uh, I, I, observing you guys, you're do you're doing it so well. Uh and, and getting to see your kids. I mean, they're, they're joyful in the midst of it all. Your husband is content. Your volunteers are excited. Your events are filled with enthusiasm. And yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. And I, and I think just to watch what's happening here, to see people getting excited again and have, a, you know, yeah. infuse them with a little bit of hope, you know, to me, uh, to me, that's worth it. And we did, we, you're right. We front loaded the family. We spent so much time in prayer. They knew this would be hard. <clears throat> And, uh, and it is. And the other day I had to go, I, I care what day was I, I dropped off my, my 16 year old and my 11 year old I'm at a restaurant to meet my 28 year old daughter. She was going to hang, hang with him for the day, open the car and my 17 year old, you know, she starts crying. And now I feel, I mean, as a mom, I just was like, I don't want to leave again. I've been gone so much. 
And so I, you know, I, she got out and I pulled off the side of the road, called my daughter and I said, Hey, you know, uh, your, your little sister's having a hard time. Can you just meet her at the door and tell me if you think I need to come back? Cause I'll cancel whatever it is I'm doing today. If I need to come back. And she said, I'll call you back. Give me a minute. So I'm sitting on the side of the road. And I'm just waiting for a call. And she calls me. She goes, yep, it's going to be fine. Nothing little macaroni won't fix. Have a great day. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, but yeah. the, the kids are kind of coming alongside and they're loving each other. And, uh, and I love That's that. That to me is, is a blessing. Yeah. yeah you, you give them a chance to be you. Yeah. And they get to carry, yeah, they get, they get to learn what they've been taught and they get to apply it. So that's solid. What, what are the age yeah. ranges of your kids? So our oldest daughter uh, is 30 and our youngest is 11. So we have, yeah, 11 to 30. Wow. It's quite the, quite the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. They're, they're 11 yep. year old. I'm, I, I want to live long enough to see her become president. Yeah, I was sassing her, and she just she would come right back. And oh I mean, yeah, nothing moved that kid. She had a great sense of humor. She well, that that, that happens when you've got six older siblings. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah, she's tough. Yeah, Heidi, how do folks support your campaign? How do they learn about it? Well, yeah, the main thing is just going to Heidi St. John for Congress, um, and and just reading up on it there. We've got a lot of. Uh, videos out now, you know, because I'm out on the road, I'm probably gone, you know, five nights a week right now. And it's about to get crazier because my speaking season starts. I, I gave up almost all of my regular speaking engagements, but I still have seven of them that I'll be going, uh, that I'll be going and doing in the next few weeks. But really the, the main thing right now is just prayer support and financial support. I mean, Rob, you nailed it. I have been shut out of every major media outlet. It is astonishing. Uh, the, the level to which uh, people have gone to keep my voice from getting out there. And so uh, we're just happy for, you know, media contacts, happy for me to be able to just talk to people. And then, of course, you know, uh, raising money. I think uh, I've been, you're right. I mean, I've been outspent <laughs> or out, out raised probably 10 to 1. And still the Lord's just doing something miraculous. And I, you know, my staff just sits back and scratches their head. These, you know, a bunch of ragtag, you know, homeschool moms. We've got moms with kids in strollers in the office making phone calls for us. We've got, you know, uh, 15-year-old kids, you know, helping us send out mailers. And dad's coming in on the weekends. It's a really, really uh, sweet place to be. I said it's the happiest campaign office in Vancouver. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um. I mean, it's it's a two year term, so the minute you win, you got to do it again. I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy, but you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, thank God, really, because some of these you, you get them in there, and after about six months, you're like, "Whoa, we can never send that guy back again," you know. And you realize, yeah. okay, we only have to put up with them for you know for uh, for two years, and then they're going to be out. But it's interesting. Uh, Representative Mary Miller has become just a, a dear friend of mine. She represents uh, Southwest Illinois. And I went and spent a couple of days up on Capitol Hill with her and shadowed her and went to her staff meetings and uh, kind of followed her to the floor uh, where she was making the, you know, voting. And my husband called me and he said, he said, what do you think? You know, hanging out with Mary. And I said, I said, babe, I was born for this. I was born for it. And, uh, and Jay said, I knew you were going to say that. Like, (laughs) just, uh, and interestingly enough, you know, I don't, I don't want to stay. I have no intention of being there, you know, year after year after year, but our nation is in trouble and we need people who have solutions and who genuinely love the country. And as I look around at the people who are in power right now, it seems like they love power and they don't love the country. And uh, that's a recipe for disaster. So 
um, we're going to, we're going to run this race in such a way as to win it. And we're going to leave the results to the Lord. A really sweet uh, gentleman asked me a question the other night, and I thought this was profound. You know, he had been uh, in two wars. He's in his eighties now. And he just, he said, you know, Heidi, how do you keep from letting the swamp how do you keep from just becoming part of the swamp? Because he was talking about our current representative and she's been there for yeah. 10 years and she started out great. And now yeah. we just don't recognize her anymore. And, you know, I thought about it for a minute and I thought, you know what? I know who I am. And the Lord's brought me from uh, through some pretty uh, hard places in my life to show me who I am and blessed me in a way that is beyond my wildest imaginings. And so my self-esteem is not riding on this. You know, uh, I'm I'm a, a child of the king. I'm a daughter of the king of kings. I'm loved by my husband. I have wonderful children and a, and a fulfilling career. We're watching God change lives every single day here at the Homeschool Resource Center. When I see moms coming off the street and they stand in the entryway and cry because they, they see that there's hope and a solution. And so long after this is over, we're still going to be doing that. And I am uh, grateful for the opportunity and, uh, and grateful for you guys for coming up and, and, you know, barnstorming with me and bringing the people of Washington state some hope. Uh, it's, it's much needed and it's appreciated and it's making a difference. Yeah. 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 They're they're sweet people. Well, Heidi, I, I want you to win. Um, I'm going to pray for you. Um, and, and, uh, I'll pray for Jay. I'll pray for the kids. And and then we're gonna ask God. I mean, He says you have not because you ask not. He can, you know, you can you can pray for a victory. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Lord knows. That's all right. My... All right. Let me pray for you, Lord. I thank you for Heidi. I thank you for Jay. I thank you for their faithfulness to respond to your call upon their lives. You're the why and what they do, Lord. You don't guarantee victory, but um, we we have been called to obedience, and you do command us to run in such a way as to win. And Lord, the rest is up to you. But you also say that we have not because we ask not. That we ask in accordance with your word. It's yes and amen. And Lord, I can't think of anything more needed in this country than godly representation. Mm-hmm. And Lord, you you know the beginning from the end and all points in between. And the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And you have ways of even moving in the life of Cyrus the king and changing the outcome of Israel's history. So God, I, I I know that you got this. And and in our, our feeble, mortal, temporal concept, uh, I ask that you would let Heidi have victory and she would be the next Congress member from the third district in Washington. And so Lord, there it is. There's the request. But as always, we trust you because you're a good God. I pray that you'd bring provision. I pray that those who would volunteer would never lose hope and they would realize that uh, liberty is always worth fighting for and contending for and we don't measure our obedience by um, one victory it's continual obedience until you take us home and so lord we're not like we said in charge of the results we're in charge of being obedient I pray, um, Lord, for all who volunteer that they would not grow weary in well-doing. I pray for protection for Heidi and Jay and the family and the kids. I pray the kids would be inspired by this, that they would see an Elijah and they'd be the Elisha and say, I want to be twice as committed and twice as excited about this country as my mother was and my dad was. And Lord, I, I I want to do it even greater and even better. 
And, and Lord, those are big shoes to fill because Heidi and Jay are just, they're just tremendous, uh, the tremendous brother and sister in the body of Christ and inspiring to us all. So Lord, we commit it to you and we thank you. Bless my sister and my brother, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, you'll have to tell Michelle, I love that woman. I so oh, appreciate you guys. And honestly, you really should end this by uh, reminding everybody how you chastised me the other day when I told you to fly safe because I'll never do it again. And it really, it was really, it was really just something that you say. It wasn't mm. like I thought you were in control of it, but I loved your response. Uh, I did a whole, I did I a whole sermon on, I did a, I did a whole sermon on Sunday and I accredited it to you. Oh, I know. I got texted like a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, and I, but I'm, uh, yeah, the idea, because <laughs> I know, flying safe. I know, I, I know it was a, a, a gesture and a comment of concern just to want to be a blessing. It's something we just say. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like, here, here's one, to be honest with you. Why do people say that? What are you going to lie to me? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> instead say to be candid. You know, you're, what you're wanting to say is, I don't normally share what I'm about to share, but... Yeah, we, we have a lot of those in our language that we're we not do. even aware that we're saying. So so be yeah. safe or fly safe. I, and I just said, uh, Heidi, I, I'm not interested in safe anymore. Safe got us into this mess. Uh, safe is free from harm or danger. That doesn't exist. It's calculated risk. Encourage is spelled R-I-S-K. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't want to be safe anymore. I want to be dangerous and wise. Yeah. I love that. I wanted. I told Jay. I said I want to put it on a plaque. I don't want to yeah. be safe. I want to be dangerous and wise. And it just encouraged me. You guys, Bryce. You guys are such an encouragement. Thank you for what you're doing for the body of Christ. And uh, I hope I see you again soon. It's going to be good. Yeah, you will. Yeah. And uh, and all your compliments, like we always say, uh, we're rubber, you're glue. Whatever you said bounces off us, sticks to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. We love you. These are the, this is how you know we went to school in the seventies. That's right. And, and and my kids love the dad's jokes and stuff, and even my grandkids. So, hey, it's a gift. What can I tell you? It is. Heidi, thank you so much. Give, give Jay a, a, a man hug for me with three taps, and uh, you know the clue on that one. And I'll, I do. I'll see you down the road. If you need anything, give me a holler. I'll head up your way. I sure will. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Love All you right. too. Take care. Bye bye. Tremendous. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. And I'm glad she stayed on for another hour so that yeah. we could hear about the campaign because, you know, folks enter in because they're missing something and, and they need to be, uh, they need affirmation or they need a position or a title or they think that they're the next savior of the, you know what, um, a, a Congress member is not going to save the country, but they are going to inspire the country. They, they can do a number of things. And so it, just the, um, the clarity that, that Heidi and Jay have and, and the why and what they do, uh, it, it's not money. I mean, they're, they're losing everything to, to do this. And, and there, there's unanimity in the family. And I, I just, I, I, I can't be more excited about a candidate uh, for, the, for the Congress yeah. in this midterm. That, that's why I do what I do for Heidi. She's tremendous. Amen. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, thanks for sticking around with us for another episode. And, of course, that was Heidi St. John. Uh, go to HeidiStJohn.com. Is that what she said it was? Yeah. Uh, and support that uh, campaign because good government happens with good people. And you just met uh, a person who's asking for your consent to govern. And that consent comes in the form of your speech, which is, you know, money. Money is a representation of your contribution to society. You take what you've earned, you put it towards the things that matter, and you make a difference in the nation. That's how you win campaigns. You can't sit in a Barca lounger and say, well, I pulled the lever, I voted. 
That's the least you can do. That's the least you can do. But if you want to change the course of history, you need to go all in. Our founders pledge their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Why can't we do the same for generations to come? It's not about you. It's about your kids and your grandkids. So do what's right. Till next time, thanks for joining us at Liberty Station. Good night, everybody. Good night.